This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, this is, uh, for us, the first time we're recording in the new year, right? It's the first time we're speaking to each other in the That's new year. That's true. Well, yeah, speaking. I mean, we've we've texted, you know. and, and Have so, we texted? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we have, actually. I mean, to, like, coordinate this recording. Yeah. It's not like we haven't caught up. Yeah. Say, hey, Tom, it's, it's nice to see you. I was up until 5 a.m. waiting for you to wish me a happy new year. <laughs> This is actually the first New Year's I I feel like maybe ever that I've had where at, at midnight, I didn't get like texts from anyone. I think everybody just went to bed. Yeah, I think so. I got texts oddly from a couple people on the West Coast. Uh, so okay. it was like they came in at 3 a.m. I feel like there's there. Do you feel like this? There are some friends that, you know, every year they're going to text you. Happy New Year. And they're not necessarily like those type of people that like. Right. They're people that like don't like necessarily like text me on my birthday, but like. Yeah. But they love New Year's. Yeah. uh, I'm on the list for their their Happy New Year's. There's some people that like will reach out. AJ will reach out and be like, hey, Happy Easter, man. It's like, oh, really? (laughs) We're we're doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I got a I got a nice uh, Thanksgiving message from him, I think. Um But yeah, Easter's kind of Easter's kind of a weird one because I don't think any of us really celebrate Easter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I go looking for eggs. If you if you yeah. count that, guess what, Tom? I go looking for eggs every single Sunday. <laughs> Doesn't need to just be Easter Sunday. Tim, let me ask you something. You know where I find them usually at the supermarket, Denny's. Oh, at Denny's, yeah, yeah, already cooked. Unless you're going in the mm-hmm. back, which I believe they've told you not to do. Yeah, I'm not allowed back there anymore. <laughs> yeah. I imagine all the, the like the cooks at a Denny's would be like, whatever, like help out. <laughs> <laughs> Do something. Man, I can't tell you the last time I've been to a Denny's. There aren't a lot of Denny's. I, I mean, I don't think there are any in New York City, are there? I think there's probably one maybe near Times Square or near Ground Zero. <laughs> right um but there weren't many on long island we had ihops yeah but not, I, no. I feel like they're like interchangeable nah the, don't you i mean if you said that to a diehard ihop or denny's fan uh, yeah of course <laughs> but like but if i said that to a normal person they'd just be like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah of course I, a diehard denny's or ihop person is gonna think that these places are are stunningly unique but I think Denny IHOP has more of a like IHOP's trying to replicate like a diner, like a traditional diner experience. Where Denny's, what Denny's trying to do? No, I think Denny's trying to do it with a dash of fast food panache. Okay, <laughs> you know they they've taken like uh they've got some like ridiculous stuff on there, whereas uh, IHOP tends to shy away from that kind of stuff, or at least doesn't market it. Right. I guess. I don't know. I disagree with you. And I just want to say it's right. There's one like um, mere blocks away from from Ground Zero. Wow. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Maybe if it had been there uh, 20 years ago. All right. Okay. 
<laughs> anyway, Tim, I was thinking, oh, this leads me nicely into the thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, this is just a thought I had the other night when I was, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you what made me think, I, <laughs> excuse me, I think I was just thinking about how many guns are out there, you know, in the world, mm-hmm. a lot of guns. Right. Think about that often. But then I was thinking about this, Tim. How many freaking knives are out there? Oh, there's a ton of knives. How many? I would I would guess there's fifty billion knives out there. At least there's probably that many. Like, right? So they say, like in the U.S., like there are more guns than people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But knives. Yeah. You know, in my house, <laughs> right? In my home. There's like, are, I mean, are we talking about butter knives? I'm, ta- too? Uh, I'm talking about a knife you could hurt somebody with. Okay. Is a Swiss army knife, it might have multiple blades that can hurt yeah. people. Is that just one knife or is that multiple knives? I would count that as one knife. Okay. Yeah, 50 billion seems right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, so there's saying, seven, seven billion like, people on earth? Yeah, so you're saying And like, I'm saying there's, there's like, like nine. Eight, Eight or nine knives per person on Earth. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable. That might even be uh, that's low. I mean, I'm I don't I only have like non weapon knives and right. There, I definitely own more than nine. I mean, I'm thinking like uh, steak knives alone. Probably mm-hmm. got uh, you know I don't know six six steak knives, but I got well, one. This is the- why I- that's why I'd argue this is a this is a stupid question you asked. Like, who who cares? That's like, what is this? A, a an interview for like a position at Google? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim. I'd like before I offer you this job, I'd like you to tell me how many knives are out there. Um, and walk me through how your logic on it. No, because I finally uh, fulfilled a lifelong dream this week, which was going to IKEA. And buying one of those uh, magnetic knife holders. Ooh! Right? How cool is that? Yeah, I. You know I've what? Been Did throwing you knives it at it all week. <laughs> what? Did you install it yet? Yeah, I installed it. I see. This is one of those Rushed things. I have a history of it. like. I have a, a a history of like buying things at IKEA and then getting home and being like. I'll screw that to the wall when I get around to it. <laughs> and then, like, I never do. I do, too. But this, I told myself, you know what? This time has to be different. You've always wanted one of these things. It's going to be so much fun once you have it. And it is not disappointed. It is a lot of fun. Um, it didn't come with, like, the rights. It didn't come with screws to put it into the wall. You had to BYOS. Mm. And um, so then I had to wait for my girlfriend to like put together a dresser she had bought. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on, you're going to have leftover screws. Hurry up. And then I, I finally got two screws out of that and put it up. Wait, did she put it together wrong? No, I just, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think it just came with extra screws. Here's uh, why I thought you would never have one of those magnetic knife strips. Why is that? Because if someone breaks into your house, Mm-hmm and you get into a physical altercation, normally you'd have the upper hand because you yeah. know where the knives are. Mm-hmm. Now these knives, they're out in the open. Everybody can yeah. see them. It's its whoever gets over to your wall first that gets the deadly weapon. 
I should put a, a little sign up next to him that says, like, uh, for display purposes only. Mm, yeah. Not real that knives. Way. Fake knives. Just wear fake knives. <laughs> well, you can tell they're not fake, but what if I put dull knives? Ooh, a dull knife is, is there's the most dangerous implement in the kitchen, Tom, is a dull knife. But then I have another sign pointing to a drawer that says sharp knives. But in that drawer, I have like a metal handle, and that metal handle always has uh, like a thousand volts running through it. That's a good thing to have in your house. <laughs> well, I know it's that's not where the sharp knives are. That's where I keep the dull knives. The sharp knives are up on the wall. Right. And, you know, an intruder comes in, and he's like, uh, I, I grab a dull knife, what he thinks is a dull knife. And he's like, ha, 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 you fool. I'll go in the drawer to get some sharp knives. And then I uh, fry him to a crisp. Right. That's your dream to fry an intruder <laughs> to a crisp in your home, isn't it? I mean, I was watching Home Alone, uh, Home Alone 2 specifically over the holidays again. And, and the part where Marv gets electrocuted to the point where he turns into a skeleton. Uh, mm-hmm. It's aspirational. I'd like to do that to a home intruder sometime. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought I wanted to live out the Kevin McAllister dream until um, the scene where he stands on top of a building and throws a brick <laughs> down and it hits somebody, hits Marv directly in the forehead. Yeah, and that doesn't like, hey, cave his like skull in. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, look, there's a lot of knives out there. I have more knives than I thought now that I've got this uh, nice magnetic knife holder. This magnetic knife holder, Tim, it's so satisfying. You got, you got to get one. I'll come with you. you get, you've, look, I'll come over and install it. You just got to uh, find your own screws. Hey, I got a lot of screws hanging around, Tom. I got I was, a lot of dressers. <laughs> I was so anxious that I, I was looking around for uh, furniture in my home I could take some screws out of just to put up on the wall. And then I was like, you know what? This thing is going to be holding knives <laughs> only by you, magnets. Why don't you just go get some screws? There's a hardware store near you. It was on, no, nah, I guess it was on a weekday. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. Laziness. Yeah, that sounds bad. I, I'm concerned, Tom, that you're damaging your knives because I, I don't, like, I think, you know, you're probably dinging them up a bunch, nicking them. Uh, no, I've I've because resisted. I bet you're like holding, seeing how far away you can hold it from <laughs> it, and, and then let go and have it snap to the to the strip. No, you know what? I mean, you're not wrong to think that. Look, there's nothing. That's I'd what love. I would do. That's another reason why I haven't gotten one of these. It's like I'll need to buy new knives every other week. <laughs> there's nothing I would love more than uh, to figure out uh, and practice how to throw a knife so that it sticks on this thing from across the room, so that I can start answering the door with a knife every time, and then if it's not an intruder, I can just you know nonchalantly fling my knife across the no look, the no look flick. The no look, look flick to the magnetic stick. Uh, it would, and and that way, even if the person was an intruder, but they were disguised maybe as somebody I knew, they would think twice after they saw that. They would think, "Oh, he doesn't have the knife anymore. Now's my chance." Oh, wait a minute! I holy hell! How do you get rid of that knife? Look at that skill. If he can do that, what's to say he can't reverse it and make the knife come back to his hand? <laughs> 
That's when you have him right where you want him. You run over there. <laughs> he finds the, the sharp knife drawer. Electric, electrocutes himself to death. Yeah, or I was thinking even if he's sitting there thinking about this stuff, if he's sitting there thinking if he can do that, then maybe he can bring he can make the knife come back to his hand. I'll see him thinking that, and I'll take my other secret knife and you know right under the jaw, uh, right into or, the brain. Why don't you wear some sort of glove that has <laughs> like electromagnetic power? Oh, you flip man. the switch on that glove, bam, it, it overpowers <laughs> the, and all the knives from the strip now come to your gloved hand. <laughs> yeah. And then if I, I'm thinking not a switch, Tim, I'm thinking like a knob so that then if somehow that doesn't work properly, I can turn the knob up all the way and just electrocute this man and fry him. Or once I've got a knife in him and I, you know, maybe I say something uh clever to him like how do you like your steak well done and then i can turn up the electromagnetism all the way to uh cook him alive in my in my doorway you can be like i like uh, the prime cut and then you slice him with the knife right and i i nah i like my way better I like... no no after after you oh, cook him then you, then you cut oh, him up with the knife sick you're a sick man. Why would you even say something like that? Tim, it's, uh, as mentioned earlier, it's a new year, at least at the time of this recording. Who knows, by the time this goes out, it could be the middle of the year. But uh, it's not true. It'll go out <laughs> within hours. <laughs> well, we don't know how long this, this year's going to last. That's true. Um we're talking about dry January. Dry January. Towel off. Hey, everybody out of the pool. It's dry January. It's January. Um, so this is the idea. This is something actually I was curious. I, I looked up some stuff about it because I was wondering how long this had kind of been around. This is the first year I'm really hearing a lot about it. Yeah, I think because... I think, you know, with <laughs> what? Because we all live in hell and people are like, all right. <laughs> yeah, we all live in. I, I need to admit that I have a problem. Uh, we all live in hell. And I think a lot of people uh, were were using substances to, to feel better about that hell. But I think mm. the, the hell we're in has changed a bit. And now I think we're we're in that phase where uh People, the the hell we're in, people now want to like have some control over it. That's right. more about the lack of control we have in our day to day lives, it seems like. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking about this mostly because I was reading recently about a uh, uh, former subway spokesperson, uh, Jared Fogle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, Role model of yours. He's, he's, he's spoken out in a jailhouse interview. Not a jailhouse interview. I think some reporter just had the idea to send him a letter. Hmm. And, you know, he just wrote I mean, back. do we need to, is it newsworthy what Jared Fogle has to say? He was the front page of the New York Post, Tim. <laughs> and if it, oh. Well, uh, excuse me. Uh, but he was talking about how uh, uh, he's, he's done a lot of, uh, like, working out in prison. And that uh, uh, a lot of people work out in prison because it's, like, one of the only things you can kind of control. 
Like you don't have control over your day to day. Otherwise, in prison, what? It's just the insight that, like, <laughs> like just because he's a monster doesn't mean we can't learn something from him. Yeah. Also, I was reading also in the New York Post. I gotta stop reading the New York Post. I gotta cancel my subscription. That um, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein's lawyer you know, was complaining, of course, about uh, jail, the conditions of jail, which, you know, makes sense, but not jail is hell. And like American jails, uh, especially it's like bad, yeah, bad. It it makes criminals. It makes like criminals into like fucking super criminals. And (laughs) and it's, uh, you know, and and let alone if you don't belong in there it's like a, a fate worse than death sometimes but um uh that none of those were what he complained about what they complained about was that uh uh Harvey Weinstein isn't allowed to have a watch so if he wants to know the time he has to ask a guard i mean that would be really inconvenient but guess what Harvey Weinstein's calendar all filled up. He needs well, to. Yeah, I'm like, first off, who gives a shit? Guard, I'll be late for my three thirty. <laughs> right. Uh, and also, it's like, well, no, that that is part of like the punishment that you don't have access to things like that. But okay. uh, but also, it's like I've never heard that complaint about jail before. Do you think they have clocks? Maybe maybe in like the rec room or you know like the main yeah. room. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's like, this place is just like a casino. I don't know what time it is. That's <laughs> not a very good oh, argument. We should let them out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 they're not letting them have a watch. We should let them out. I forget. There were, there was another complaint. Uh, it, it was something along those lines, maybe something like a little bit more like, eh, I can kind of see that, but, but, uh, yeah, uh, not having a watch, I think that's fine. Look, I think I think the criminal justice system and the jail system needs reform. Not allowing people to have watches, I think that's fine. Most people don't wear watches nowadays anyway. Just look at your phone, I, I, Harvey Weinstein, you idiot. <laughs> if you want to know the time. Time I got news for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets one so- phone call a day. Call up and ask what time it is. Call that phone number. <laughs> Remember, there used to be a phone number you could call. They'd tell you what time yeah. it is. Yeah, they'd always uh, call that in the sitcoms in the eighties and nineties when they'd pretend to make a phone call. Yeah, like they'd be like, "Oh, I'll call him right now and ask him." When they're in the midst of like telling a lie, and they'll be right. like, "Didn't you do?" Oh, he says he did it, at, and then at you the hit, tone, and then, the time will be. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Just, just call a just. <laughs> Call nine one one in that situation. <laughs> um, man, I I have a cousin that when we were kids, he he was real big into calling nine one one all the time at my grandparents' house. <sighs> kids love calling nine one one, and like. I, there was just, you know, he was like old enough to know how to do that, but young enough to like not understand consequences or anything. And there was just like no way that anyone could get through to him of just like fucking stop. Don't do this. You're going to get us in big trouble. And like, it's a bad thing. You're tying up the line. We had a fr- uh, Tom, we had a friend who had heard a joke that you... I don't even know how the execution was supposed to be. You were supposed to call up information. (laughs) 
and you were at, supposed to ask for um the like uh kind of the number for uh lip shits right <laughs> yeah and then somehow <laughs> you're supposed laughing. to get to if your lip shits then my ass whistles right <laughs> but he didn't understand how you got from there and he mixed up 411 you would mix up 411 <laughs> and 911 and so he he would just call up 911 and say this is lip shits and then <laughs> then laugh and hang up well, I mean, as long as yeah, they thought it was funny. He got in a lot funny. of trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't think it was very funny. Uh, but so then, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he definitely executed it incorrectly. Um. Anyway, we're talking about dry January. <laughs> a way of exerting some control over your life. Well, I will say, Tim, you said you, you've been hearing a lot more about it lately. Um, I think one of the reasons why, because I encountered this today is that now the brands are in on it. It's true. They, you know, they've all got their, and especially nowadays, like over the past uh, few years, there's like a lot more like uh, non-alcoholic options have been cropping up. So now all of them need to, need to, you know, sell their wares. Uh, And what better way to market that than with a dry January? Absolutely. Are you partaking in dry January this year? Nah, Tim, I'm doing wet January. <laughs> drunk all the time. Yeah, I, I, I noticed you've been drunk this whole time <laughs> and you are soaked to the bone, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweat. That's what the wet part is. <laughs> you know, at a certain point, the alcohol's got nowhere to go but out, out through the pores. <laughs> Uh, but no, I noticed that today when I was, uh, at the supermarket, uh, that they had like, uh, uh, by the non-alcoholic beer section, they had, uh, you know, dry January, uh, marketing material. Mm. Smart. Um, Tom, I'm drinking a non-alcoholic cocktail right oh, now. Oh, a Shirley Temple? A, a mocktail. No, hold on. A friend of our, a mutual friend, Tom, uh, uh-huh. a friend of the show, Nick, mm-hmm. sent me this stuff. Have you ever seen this? No, I haven't seen that. Gia? Yeah. G-I-G-H-I-A. It's, it's like a uh, hallucinogen or something? No, the ingredients are water, <laughs> grape oh. juice concentrate, yuzu juice. Used gentian, juice? Y- yuzu, Y-U-Z. Oh, okay. A bunch of stuff, like an extracts and stuff fig uh-huh. concentrate i don't know you mix it up they have on their website they have a bunch of recipes yeah it's nice tom it's like mm. drinking a uh, a cocktail except none of the good things happen <laughs> <laughs> um what does it taste like on its own out of curiosity i haven't I, I mean i've mixed it equal parts for for the drink entitled a night at the spritz mm-hmm. um i is that what you're mix- considering this Equal equal parts, uh, Gia Gia mm-hmm. and uh, sparkling water, just oh, nice. That's not really like a I'm cocktail. What do you mean? It's like a spritzer. It's a mixed drink. Oh, he's sipping. He's doing that. He's looking. Uh, it tastes just like the other thing, except less watered down. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes it sense. Yeah, it tastes like kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe tastes. Um, 
But it's not trying to replicate a particular type of alcohol, right? I don't think so. I think it's just supposed to be. Or some people say, um, uh, what's in an Aperol, Aperol spritz? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Aperol and they spritz, like, I think. Yeah, I think that it's supposed to replicate that. I've never had one of those. No, okay. Anyway, Tom. I drink about six, seven gallons of this a day. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm sure you got to drink a lot of it to get fucked up. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen easily. Um, yeah, I've had... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the what the order we should go in here. Um, all right, we'll talk about... Sorry, well, I just... I, I, I know I, I went out of order you here. You threw everything off. I know. I'm about to finish the... And I wanted to I wanted to bring it up before I was done drinking it. Well, thank you for that. Then. And I ran out of sparkling water, so I can't make myself a new one. Sparkling water seltzer? Is that what you're calling yeah. seltzer? What's the difference? Uh, people you like you wouldn't know. understand, so I'm not even going to bother <laughs> bother explaining it to you. So the term dry January was registered as a trademark by the charity Alcohol Concern in mid-2014. And there's a U- Alcohol Concern? Yeah, it's a UK charity. And okay. uh, they, 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 that's like one of those weird, I mean, weird for us ways that they phrase things. I got an alcohol concern. <laughs> a concern. Uh, they, uh, I'm running out of whiskey. Oh, yeah. That's, well, that's my alcohol concern. Well, I think that's why we don't do that in the U.S. Because, uh, yeah, people would be people would call up this, this hotline. <laughs> so, yeah, I got an alcohol concern. <laughs> well, I mean, that look, you run the risk of people calling up and asking for lip shits no matter what kind of... Uh, uh, yeah. Hotline, you're running, or maybe just saying uh, this is Lipschitz. <laughs> uh, however, and if I was a if I was a nine one one operator, I'd be so pissed off at that kid. Uh, in uh, the Finnish government in 1942, as part of uh, the war effort, uh, doesn't say which war. It's up to you to figure that part out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, launched a campaign called Sober January. That's it's, very direct. That's that's very yeah uh, Scandinavian. I there. mean, and I don't know if it, uh, you know. Obviously, it's World War II, but I don't know if uh, part of the war effort, if it was like we need our soldiers to be sober, or if it was like we're we we're using the alcohol to I don't know, putting bombs or bullets or something. It, or it's probably like the you know the manufacturing of alcohol. It was yeah. like we need we need to use those for other. We're uses. making hand sanitizer with this. Well, they probably weren't making hand sanitizer. <laughs> that wasn't one of the big concerns during World War II. Um, I found this interesting though, Tim. In Australia and New Zealand, they do Dry July. Dry July. That seems oh, because it's the winter time there. I which make which was why I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But then I was like, is that I mean, dry July actually rhymes, so it's better? Or mm-hmm. does it rhyme or something? Dry July, yeah. Yeah, all right. 
try July. Forget what rhyming is. <laughs> no, I don't know. Sometimes you think things rhyme and it's alliteration, or or people are like, oh, that's a that's like a slant rhyme. Yeah, or like, like shut up. Uh, that you're I didn't using, ask you what kind of rhyme it was. You're using ironic wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but the I, thing you said was really offensive but the, the uh the idea that it's dry july because it because the seasons are swapped down there is interesting because at first i was like dry july that sucks drinking in the summer is a blast mm-hmm. uh but then i realized oh i guess because it's the winter down there now, do you think that that's, do you think people g- lean towards abstinence of alcohol uh, in the winter months because people drink more in the winter or because it's like easier in the winter not to drink? I think it's easier to, I think so much drinking is social drinking. Yeah. I think it's, it's easy. It's, you're less social during the right, coldest months of the year. Um, yeah. And, uh, so it's easier to be like, Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going out. I'm not seeing a lot of people. I'm not going out drinking as much. Yeah. This will be the easiest time for me to do it. Right. And I've always- and also, uh, since alcohol is a depressant in January and February, right. the most depressing months of the year, this is um, the best probably a time good to, idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I mean, and this applies to uh, sober Jan- or dry January. God, now I'm all confused um, more than it does uh, dry July. But I feel like I've always assumed it's in response to like a New Year's Eve hangover. Oh, yeah. Um, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but many people plan for it beyond like before the right. morning of uh, January 1st. Like, I know that all your ideas are just immediately, uh, like, I'm feeling this way now, well, so this I, is how I'm going to live my life. I won't apologize for being a man of action, Tim. Um, well, I think also, like, what you're saying, that people, you know, the holidays in general are time for gluttony, and that's when people are are feeling like, bleh. And that's, you know, uh, when when everybody's like interested in in trying something healthier. And I also think for like New Year's resolutions, you know, it's it's such a cliche. People talk about uh, how nobody keeps their New Year's resolutions. But this is like, well, it has a finite end. Yeah, that that it's only 30, 30 days, 31 days. How many days are in this month? 30. Use the rhyme, Tom. I look. Is that a rhyme though? Thirty days have December, January, February, and November. I mean, that's the problem. You can slot in <laughs> like the syllables work with any month. Yeah, exactly. So who the? I'm sick of rhymes. I'm sick of everybody saying that rhymes are the solution to problems. Rhymes <laughs> have never solved anything. All rhymes have done have confused people even more than they were in the first place. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I I don't get enough vitamins in my day. Do you, Tim, do, do, doing your normal eating and whatnot? 
No, not at all. I need to supplement that. Yeah, and I need to also like get healthier, get get optimize my immune system, and uh, get better gut health. You're a big gut health guy nowadays. I'm I know, a big gut health guy. Um, so. What is Athletic Greens? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Uh, It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Supports uh, clarity and alertness. I don't know about you, Tim, but when I have this uh, first thing in the morning, I, I get like a, a, a bit of energy, like a little pop of energy. Same. It's very nice. And so uh, AG1 is a m- small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. How many people nowadays, you know, in the new year are looking to take care of themselves, looking to make a change, right? Literally everyone. Literally everyone. You take this in the morning, it's going to it's gonna do uh, great stuff for you. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. That's why I've heard that literally from my doctor. She was like, yeah, nobody, yeah, Tim's holding it up for me. Literally nobody. Right here in front of me. At, at least in, okay. in New York City, nobody, she's like, yeah, nobody gets enough vitamin D. You got to take a supplement for it. Uh, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. This stuff's great for travel, by the way. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash guide. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash guide to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Have you calmed down, Tom? <laughs> a little bit. We, we just took a three-hour break. Yeah. I, I uh, did a lot of screaming. I had to speak to a few of my neighbors because they were concerned about the screaming. And then, of course, it didn't help that when I answered the door, I had a knife in my hand because yeah, I had just I hadn't figured out how to. And then they were like, oh, my God, you have a knife in your hand. And then, if, you know, I fling it away, but it doesn't I'm not good enough yet to get to stick to the thing. <laughs> so then it, it bounces and. It's a mess, but I'm fine now, Tim. It was a whole thing, Tom. I, meant I waited to, patiently. I also meant to mention uh, uh, wh- one thing that I do like about the dry July in Australia and New Zealand is that it's like a, um, uh, it reminds me of like a um, uh, Movember type thing, you know, where people grow mustaches, where mm-hmm. it has a, uh, a money raising component to it. Oh. For to to benefit uh, uh, cancer charities, so it's like not just say like oh I'm gonna do this, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like with Movember though, like some people don't completely get it. They think like oh I'm raising awareness by having a mustache. It's like no, you're supposed to be like getting people yeah. to donate for you to look like an asshole for a month. Nobody, you're not raising awareness. <laughs> By just walking around with a mustache. But with this, it's also like a 
I mean, I think it's good in two ways. First off, it's raising money for for a worthwhile cause, but also it's like, yeah, now you got some skin in the game. Now you've got other people saying, yeah, if you don't drink for the month, I'll donate X amount of money to a charity. So then you feel like a real asshole if you if you break. Yeah, that. but then you just hide it from people, and then you get into a habit of hiding your Tim, drinking. Tim, when is hiding people? drinking ever hurt anyone? Uh, um so yeah i mean that's that's all i really know about uh dry july i what about sober october is that just because it rhymes that's just because i think that's just because it rhymes yeah um i mean one of the things though i do feel about dry january and sober october and all that i mean you're not doing that you're just you're you're taking a, a break from drinking mostly because you have a child that might need attending to at any moment Yeah, and and when I drink, I just, you can't wake me up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And like babies wake up in the middle of the night and uh, need things. I did drink a glass of champagne on New Year's Eve, Tom. Wow. At like 9 p.m. Well, you you jinx it for everyone now. Now when 2022 winds up being awful as well, (laughs) you can thank old Tim for jumping the gun. Yeah. 100% 100% my fault. <laughs> um, I took a sip. I took a sip of, of, of that uh, that champagne, Tom, mm-hmm. and immediately Betty White died. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. Bad omen. Yeah. Maybe this. Maybe I did screw us for, for 2022 yeah. after all. Uh, yeah, people, uh, I had some people reach out, uh, when she unfortunately passed last week, because we mentioned that on last week's episode that a psychic had predicted she would die in 2022. Yeah. And then uh, national Enquirer needs to fire their psychic. Yeah. Cause she was off by, I don't know, hours, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but people were acting like I made that prediction, and I didn't make that prediction. I was merely uh, reciting something I'd learned from a psychic. You're merely reading something you found on the internet into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, spreading good ideas. That's what yeah. we do around here. Um, so you're you're only doing it for uh, you, and you're not necessarily doing it just for January. You're and you're also you want to do it for like you know, feel healthier, right? Yeah, exactly. Tom, uh, it's no uh, shock that um, while I am considerably younger than you, (laughs) um, I'm not getting any younger. I'm aging every day, every moment. You want to be around Um, to see your baby reach one year old. (laughs) <laughs> exactly god willing it's gonna be it's gonna be tough but uh <laughs> i'm gonna try my best oh, hold that you'll be in a hospital bed what time is it <laughs> give me my glass of champagne tim it's uh, only 9 p.m <laughs> haven't you learned anything oh brother um but uh i was surprised at reading you know what? I read like a few articles that I feel like I was like, did Budweiser sponsor this or something? Because they were all articles. Because I feel like we've always heard things. I mean, I guess they're different things, but like uh, anti-smoking things where it's like, here's what happens when you stop smoking. Like, here's what happens in the first 24 hours. Here's what. Ha- and it's all great. <laughs> and like it all leads to basically you know, after a certain amount of time, not even that much time, like a matter of months, you've undone 
uh, a huge amount of the damage as long as right. you know you're not quitting smoking 50 years in. But even if you are, you're still undoing a massive amount of damage. Right. Um, so I ex- Which also makes it seem like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, can, I can hold out for a while because like I'll just wait a couple of years and then I'll just undo all this damage. It's easy. I mean, I don't know if I <laughs> read it that way. But when I was reading this stuff about uh, alcohol, like I thought it would be, you know, I thought like, well, it's not going to be the, the exactly the same because like when, when they talk about smokers, most of the time they're talking about people who have smoked for years. And, you know, if you've smoked for years, you're smoking multiple cigarettes a day, if not a pack or two a day. And, you know, a lot of these articles, it's more about like, if you're a pack a day smoker, here's what happens when you stop. And it's like, yeah, it's tremendous right. for your body. Um, but the alcohol, first off, the alcohol stuff were like the opposite of smoking, where it's like, if you're a heavy drinker, don't stop suddenly. <laughs> That that could actually kill you or cause like uh, a seizure or a stroke. Uh, it can be very bad. Although I feel like in the things I read, they could have done a better job explaining w- like where that line is. That's the thing. I I watched some YouTube video about like mm-hmm. these are the things that happen when you quit alcohol. Yeah. Um. And it's like within 24 hours, you'll start uh, experiencing headaches um, <laughs> and like blurred vision. And it's just like, wait, 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 wait. is this just, <laughs> like, like, no, I've gone 24 hours without <laughs> <Yeah>. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what's going on here? That's uh, that's what happens when you when you don't stop drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like uh, you know, with with cigarettes at least. Like everybody understands like, look, no amount of cigarettes is healthy for you, but people can also differentiate like, uh, uh, well, I think part of it too is because it's so addictive. There's a different thing. So it's like, yeah, if you're the kind of person who's like, oh, I only smoke when I drink or I only smoke, you know, once a week or whatever, I have like one cigarette that's still you're still deterred from doing that because it's like, yeah, but it's a highly addictive thing. A lot of people say that and then they quickly get addicted and they, they start smoking more. Um, but I feel like everybody has an understanding of like, well, if you're smoking a pack a day, that's too much. If you're smoking half a pack a day, that's too much. If you're smoking like three cigarettes a day, that's not great, but it's not, it's nowhere near as bad as a pack a day. President Jed Bartlett on uh, the West Wing (laughs) famously smoked one cigarette a night, and uh, the the Secret Service guy's like, "Oh, you gotta quit," and he's just like, "Come on, one cigarette a day is fine." Yeah, and he was president. Encouraged a lot of kids to yeah. He's he's, (laughs) he's my role model. A lot of children that watched the West Wing grew up to smoke people one a night cigarette smokers. Um, I mean, I'm sure to some extent that's just like the. Hey, they say have a glass of red wine with dinner every night. Well, I was going to say that that's... Smoke a Marlboro Red at 9 p.m. every night. Settle <laughs> the, you down. The West Wing, presented by Marlboro Reds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I was going to say, you're right, Tim, because that's the problem with alcohol, is that 
you know, every other day there's like a study coming out that's like one glass of red wine's okay. And also there's like so many cultural things with drinking. Um, Mm. But I just feel like when I was looking into this, I couldn't find where the line is of like, don't like, do not stop drinking suddenly if you're a heavy drinker. And I feel like by not clearly defining that, there's a lot of people that are heavy drinkers that will read that and be like, yeah, I'm not a heavy drinker. (laughs) (laughs) And then also people who, who, you know, are moderate drinkers. They're like, oh, I'm a heavy drinker. I can't stop suddenly. Yeah, I can't stop. I'll die. I guess I guess I just have to drink. <laughs> I guess I still just uh, have to keep drinking. Uh, but I, from what I saw, again, I was reading these articles where they were like, even if you quit for 30 days, it doesn't really do anything. And I was like, really? That's That's a poor way to approach this. <laughs> I think people's drinking habits are so different that like yeah. some people drink enough that like in two weeks, if they stop drinking beer, they'll like drop 10 pounds and be able to run like twice as far as, yeah. as they could before. And well, some and people I- are just like, I don't know, like me, I would only drink um, basically when we recorded this every right. week for the, mm. for the last like year or so. Um, so like I've seen no change I've, yeah i've gained a little weight because i eat a lot more but that has nothing to do with that <laughs> uh so yeah under health benefits i found weight loss was was the first one but even mm-hmm. that it's like very depend. i guess that's also the difference with something like cigarettes where uh the type of alcohol you drink can you know vodka doesn't have calories but ipas have a ton of calories mm. But the other thing that it affects is when you're drunk, you want food, you're hungrier. So regardless of what you drink, if you're also then like binge eating when you're drunk, that's not good for you. Uh, Improve mood if you, you know, within the first 30 days. Do you feel like I've been in a better mood? No, not at all. But you're also like sleep deprived. Yeah. You're not, you're not, I was was like a real cutie pie lately. (laughs) You're not, you, you haven't stopped drinking in a vacuum. You've, you've had a bigger change in your life. Uh, That's true. Because the next one is better sleep and more energy. Do you feel like you're sleeping better and have more energy than ever now? Um, I do feel like I have more energy compared to the amount of sleep. Like if, Right. I was, yeah. If I was sleeping this little and drinking, I think I would have a lot less energy. That that makes sense. Uh, stronger immune system. Tom, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mean to brag, but I've tried to catch COVID <laughs> and my body just won't let me. Yeah, well, you've been avoiding all the, the shots. <laughs> yeah, I've been avoiding the shots. I've been hanging out at the Port Authority maskless. <laughs> But you just give, but after you stopped having a few beers a week, you're a superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, also, uh, when you stop drinking that, uh, immediately, like you're, you know, you're giving your liver a day off. That's the thing that I think I'm more, most concerned about with drinking that like yeah. consistently drinking will like wreak havoc on my liver. And then like, I'm going to be like, in my mid forties at, at a, at a doctor's office, just like, oh, nope, you fucked your whole liver up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, uh, with liver. Like I, like a few years ago, I think heard like, Oh, the liver is basically like the filter in your body. 
And then right. that made a lot more sense to me of like, ah, that's why it's important. That's why you got to take care of it. <laughs> it like stops bad shit from like going into your blood, <laughs> uh, bad shit that you consume in other ways. Okay, I get it now. And then it really grossed me out that like people eat uh, livers. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's yeah. where all the shit is. Why would you want to eat that? Uh, one of my grandpas, you know he loved livers. He had, like chicken yeah. livers. Gross. I used to love shrimp, and uh, I probably ate so much shrimp that had that uh, poop track not uh, ripped out. Yeah. I always rip that out. I don't eat poop. Tim, I've never eaten you don't know, poop don't. a day in my life. What about fried shrimp? That's so good. What about those little fried shrimp, Tom? Popcorn shrimp you're talking about. Popcorn shrimp. Yeah, they're yeah, too there's little There's no way poop. they rip that poop. Nah, thing they're too little to, to have that. Um, I was also reading about, um, I mean, this, this is a little different. I don't think they, they'll give you this for, um, for uh, uh, dry January, but uh, the different prescription drugs to help uh, you stop drinking. You know, if you if you have oh. a more serious problem with it, and it's interesting because there's there's three. Uh, what did the other one do? But there's like one that blocks the good feeling that you get from it, uh, which makes sense. But then there's another one that just uh, makes you feel really awful, like basically gives you like an instant hangover as start as soon as if you, you start, have uh-huh. like even one drink, it'll just make you feel like shit. It's like the equivalent of when people want to stop biting their nails, so they put that like yeah, gross-tasting stuff on their nails. Yeah, which sounds awful to do, but also I'm thinking about how easily if I like eat something and then get sick off of it, it's like I'll just be like, no, I'll never try that again, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, maybe it works well. Or maybe you just go, oh boy, these pills t- taste awful, I'll stop <laughs> taking these pills. Um, uh, and then the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, how many people drink close. Oh, how many people? 50 billion. No. How many people don't drink? Which by the way, I, I was like, I got to figure out, I got to find out what T total means. Like where where that word came from? Oh, okay. Because like I felt like you know, I know what, what it means. means. <laughs> but um, uh, I I I, you know, it's one of those words where there's like a couple of people being like, oh, this is where it came from. Like somebody yeah. said, it came from like uh this guy stuttering, and I'm like, I don't think so. Um, stuttering John. <laughs> it came from stuttering John. No, that T total is literally supposed to be the letter T and then the word total. And it's the way people used to say things that now we say, now we would say total with a capital T. But back then they would say T total. So what does that mean? Just total, totally abstain. No. Not like oh I I occasionally will have some just I will ne- I I don't have any I am totally I am totally with a capital T I am teetotal. Tom, have you seen this uh list of notable teetotalers? I I did see a list of no notable teetotalers. That's a hard thing to it say. Is the most <laughs> It's the most random list I've ever seen. Yeah. It's on Wikipedia. Number 2 is Penn and Teller. Yeah, which are two, two different three. people. Yeah, yeah. I saw Dan Ratcliffe is on there. Dan Ratcliffe. 
Uh, so is uh, Tony Hopkins. Yeah, <laughs> but Dan Dan Ratcliffe's on there because he's too young to be able to drink. He's he's just a boy, a magical boy, a but magical a boy, boy nevertheless. nevertheless. He, he can yeah. sure he can have some butter beer. You can you can slip him a butter beer here and there, but other than that, he'll get in a lot of trouble. Gene Simmons is he's lying, right? Nah, because some of these. So another person on that list is Ted Nugent, right? Uh, who's like famously anti-drug and anti-alcohol, but pro being a piece of shit otherwise. <laughs> um, I could see somebody like Gene Simmons being along those lines of like. Yeah, he doesn't drink because, like, in the 70s, somebody gave him, like, 10,000 quaaludes, and he's still working his way through them. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, that's the other thing, is that there are a lot of teetotalers that uh, uh, are still, I don't know, just still, like, huge assholes. Still act the way you would, like, normally ascribe to, like, a drunk moron. But they're but they're teetotal, and it's like ah, but I can still be an abusive jerk off. Okay, well, our, uh, kudos to them. Our current and previous president, both teetotalers. Yeah, yeah. I guess is uh, a <laughs> and, and look at point. how popular both of them are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary, take big swigs. Tom, I'm drinking now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a non-alcoholic uh, uh, brew. Tim, you know what? That that conveniently brings us to the next segment, which is, uh, I don't know, talking about uh, non-alcoholic beers. Because look what I have. I also have one. Ooh. Is this Athletic Brewing Company? It is. We should have gotten them to sponsor this episode, Tom. This should be branded content. It should be branded content. If you're listening to this, don't go out and buy Athletic Brewing <laughs> Company stuff until we tell you it's okay. I'm going to make a call after this. <laughs> yeah. Tim, it's, it's uh, Friday night. I think you might have trouble yeah, reaching. Well, oh, what are these guys out partying? No, they make fucking non-alcoholic beer. They're yeah, boring I as I true. am. Yeah, they're they're in front of spreadsheets right now. Um, so yeah, that that was why I kind of well, wanted. This is it. how I like spending my Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> that that's kind of how I wanted to end this is talking about the the abundance of different uh, non non alcoholic, uh, especially beers out there. Because when we were kids growing up or like teenage, you know, as soon as like, as soon as they started marketing alcohol towards us when we were like 15, 14, uh, the only thing there was, was Odul's. And I feel like, I don't know if Odul's was new at that point or they were just like, they had changed the name or they were newly marketing it or something. But that's a dang punchline when we were kids. Tom. Oh yeah. It was, uh, well, and they would call it like the the non-alcoholic beer for people who like beer or something like that was the yeah. the, the catchphrase. Um but nowadays there there's a million different things. Um and it's interesting how they market them. Like I was always surprised. Um I remember when uh I, I think it's called Heineken Zero or something. Where it's yeah. like a zero alcohol Heineken. And for a while on the radio, 
all the commercials were like, finally, you can drink in the car. <laughs> finally, you can drink during a meeting at work where it seemed like they were explicitly targeting alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. Like people who drink all the time and there are like a handful of situations that they can't be actively drinking that. Uh, did you think there was like a wink and a nudge there? It'd be like, dump the the non-alcoholic beer out of it and put real beer in it. But then if anybody <laughs> in your if anybody in your uh, meeting smells beer, just show them that it's that it's a non-alcoholic beer. No, I don't think there was a wink towards that. I don't think they wanted to sell this beer so that everybody buys so that a bunch of alcoholics buy one can of it and then just use that can over and over. Well the can would get dirty. They need a few they need a six pack. That that's true. You would show up at a meeting like no it's an alcoholic beer it's like that can is crushed to shit <laughs> that's the same can you've been bringing in all week it's all scratched up i've never seen you open a, that a can of that non-alcoholic <laughs> beer yeah sure i did look um so like all those guys have jumped in but but as you mentioned, uh, non-sponsor of the show, Al, Al, uh, Athletic Brewing Company. <laughs> I said Alcoholic Brewing Company. Um, that's a different company. <laughs> um, this is, as far as I'm aware, or at least as far as their marketing has made me aware, they are the first like craft beer company that only makes non-alcoholic beers. Hmm. And that they have a like uh uh like a somewhat secretive proprietary method to do this. Because that's one of the other problems that's always existed with uh with like other non-alcoholic beers is that they the way they would make them is they would brew like a very high alcohol beer and then just water it down. Or right. may, maybe not high alcohol, but like very strong, very like hoppy beer, so that even when they like water it down, it still it's tastes flavorful. Yeah, yeah. Or, and they would wa- water it down, and also I guess like use other methods, to like pull the alcohol out of it. But I mean, the problem with that is when you do that, then it's like, oh, this tastes like something's missing because you're not just right. taking the alcohol out of it. Whereas I feel like now there are companies that are brewing stuff. They believe science, Tom. They believe science. They're brewing things uh, with with the idea that, uh, you know, it's uh, never going to have alcohol in it. Yeah, it's proprietary and it tastes great, Tom. And uh, here's the thing. I find myself drinking it because... Mm-hmm. Um, all I drink is water and coffee. Like yeah. in normal times, I drink water and coffee and then whiskey and beer, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the only drinks I drink. Well, um, they've taken you this far. And I, which is admittedly very, very far, Tom. I'm on top of the world. Um, <laughs> and if I'm going to cut out uh, whiskey and beer, I had to, like, I can't just drink only coffee and water what kind of existence is this let like, me let me introduce you soda to Coca-Cola, the, my good man yeah that's that's literal poison tom that's oh, that's worse than beer it's, it's and this nice this can up. right here is 50 calories 
Yeah, that's actually the crazy thing about uh, a lot of these non-alcoholic beers is how few calories they have. Yeah. Well, am and, I going to drink like, how much is in a can of Coca-Cola Classic, Tom? Uh, probably 200 calories, I would guess. Yeah, exactly. I can drink four of these bad Maybe boys. Maybe 250. And it does get me a little drunk. <laughs> it doesn't get you drunk, Tim. <laughs> you would need to drink a dozen of these to, to have the same alcohol as one beer. That's placebo. A dozen for one beer? Yeah, because it, it has less than 0.5% alcohol. So maybe okay. even, I mean, it might have like way less than that. I think that's just what they, like the all non-alcoholic beers say they have less than, I don't know if right. they're allowed to say. There's all these weird rules about like beer labeling. Yeah. Um, and I bet I bet that's just like what they have to, like non-alcoholic brew, like the way that they define non-alcoholic so you can is less than like, 0.5 percent exactly so like that's just the standard labeling that they have to put on it but i've never seen a non-alcoholic brew that's like we have 0.1 percent right like, i don't think in the same way that beers don't in the u.s at least don't have like nutritional labels and i believe aren't allowed to print like their calories on it or something like that. Um, and I think that's why like a lot of the uh, light beers nowadays like lean into like how many carbs are in the beer. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. All that stuff's uh, wacky. Man. Pro- Prohibition really screwed this country up. <laughs> uh, Michelob Ultra really did smart stuff. I really feel like uh, athletes drink that. <laughs> based on their commercials yeah no but it's just like you know how you're like uh, what do you think of when you think volvo mm-hmm. right? uh, safety safe. right yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly um you know what do you think of when you think about uh Michelob ultra a bunch of athletes at the bar after playing uh basketball for a while well i was gonna say you know athletic brewing also, obviously, their marketing is like, we're the beer for athletes. And like, I'm looking at their website and they have like a bunch of like uh, beer fit for surfing, for climbing, for for post game, for skating. I mean, that's all the stuff that I do. And like, you know, it's like the official beer of hiking and stuff. And I wonder how much of that is just like nobody wants to advertise a non-alcoholic beer. is like the official beer of former alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> or like the the official beer of people who are thinking, oh boy, I've really got to cut back. I've really got to make some changes. <laughs> like, you know, that they all want to appear as like an aspirational, like, no, this is for people who are into fitness, not for people who, uh, you know, are trying to avoid drinking for whatever reason. Yeah, I think it's more, uh, yeah. Um, I think it's going to change and I think it's going to be like, Hey, the normal choice. You know what I mean? Like not like drink in your car finally, or like (laughs) drink on a mountaintop because you're uh, a super athlete just to be like, Hey, you know, just have this once in a while. Tastes good. Yeah. You don't need to get drunk all the time. Um, well, I did company Tom. 
mm-hmm. range between 0.2 and 0.3%, but always below 0.5%. Okay. How'd you find that? They get out? very defensive in their FAQ. Where'd, they you, say, where'd uh, you find that? Was that on WikiLeaks you found that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't want it to know. This is roughly the same level of most kombuchas or fruit juices. Yes, even orange juice and bananas have low amounts of alcohol due to national natural fermentation. Fun fact, some breads have over 1% of alcohol. It's like, all right, you, you, I get it. It's negligible alcohol. Don't start being like, oh, if, you, if you're worried about this, then stop eating bread, asshole. Yeah, don't, don't start going after bananas, for God's sake. <laughs> Um, I feel like it wasn't this one. I, I want to say bev- before we wrap up, because I've, I've tried a few of these and the other good ones I've liked. Actually, um, uh, Sam Adams puts out a like, I think it's called like nothing but the haze or something. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I don't uh, like that's Boston beer, Tom. I'm a New York <laughs> City guy. Uh, Brew Dog puts out some good ones, too. Brew Dog? Yeah, the company. That's what I used to call all beers, Tom, because I was cool. I was like, hey, throw me a brew dog. Yeah, and then they registered the trademark and you were served papers. (laughs) Every time I said it, I was just accruing more and more fines. But I did see another ad, which is actually like maybe this is the only time I've ordered one of these at a bar. And it is a good, a very good marketing tactic. I mean, they're you know, you're not going to sell a ton this way, but they were like, hey, our beer is the beer you order at the end of the night when you don't want to leave yet. <laughs> but you've also like you've had enough. The bartender has warned you that if you continue <laughs> nodding off at the bar, they're going to have to ask you to leave. No, because I mean, how many times have we both been in that situation of like. Like, all right, well, I'm going to, I think I'm all done. I'm going to head out. And then like somebody else shows up that you weren't expecting or like, I don't know, a, a, a really cool song comes on the jukebox and you're like, oh, I'll hang out for one more. And then you're like, well, yeah, if I'm but- hanging out. Let me get something to drink. Well, my thing is I'm not, I don't have the presence of mind to be like, well, I shouldn't have any more alcohol. I'd be like. Alcohol's gotten me feeling this good. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna keep riding the guy riding this. I've out. I've done this I think once or twice, and I've just barely had the presence of mind to be like, nah, I think I'm good. I think that last one hasn't hit yet. And like, like more, but, but also like I'm drunk enough that if I order one of these, I'll forget that's what I ordered, and I'll feel drunker yeah. anyway. That's true. I just feel like in my experience at that point, more often it'd be like, ah, fine, Paul, I'll do a shot. <laughs> no, shots. Ugh. Off shots. No shots mm. in the new year. I've never liked shots. I like alcohol. I want to savor it. Exactly. Hey, let's make a pact. No more shots for the rest of our lives. Well, I'm not going to That includes vaccine that. shots. <laughs> oh, I knew. That's, that's, that's what you were after, of course. If you like the show, you Trick can find you out a- <laughs> more at tcgt.com. Uh, check out our Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash tcgte. Check out our Discord. The link's on uh, tcgte.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. You can follow us on Instagram at tcgte. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. And hey, check out patreon.com slash complete guide for all of our bonus stuff, weekly bonus episodes. 
This week, Books the Podcast is back in a way. Yes, in, not in a way, in, in the way. In the way. Well, it, for the past uh, like month or so, we've been doing uh, uh, Moviesman Cinema Files. Tim and Tom go to yeah. the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think this non-alcoholic yeah. beer is really uh, starting <laughs> to hit me. Yeah, and but, before uh, that, you were doing uh, theories. Theories, yeah. Conspiracy. you yeah, can, yeah, all different conspiracy theories, alien stuff, all that yeah, stuff. Books of the podcast is back, but hey, sign up for Patreon. You'll have access to all of that. Yeah, and more. Um, and more. Yeah, that's all the plugs, I think. Tom, uh, look, I hate this because we probably should have really reached out to Athletic Brewing <laughs> Company here, but yeah. they do such a smart thing. They have a, a Stork subscription. Do you see this? Oh no! This? It's for uh, for it's, uh, people like you. It's the perfect gift for beer loving parents. Or it's not, it's a nine month shipment of rotating beers. Oh so wow! They'll send you like a nine month supply, like uh, and uh, it also comes with a little uh, baby onesie. Were you saying nine month supplies? But you were going to say nine month surprise, and you couldn't figure no, out I said which supplies. Word. Um, but I was going to say, like, I was expecting you to be like, they send you nine months worth of beer at once. And it's like, no, it's a subscription. So over yeah, nine I, months. I, I, I wouldn't have said that. I know that. I mean. I know you, how subscriptions you like, to, you like to give people a hard time. Tom, you're what's known as a ball <laughs> And as, nobody as likes you. A ball buster. A ball. Oh, people love ball busters. They say, ah, oh, look at this guy. He's <laughs> a real ball buster, but I'm glad he's here. No, old guys like it when there's like a 16-year-old ball buster. But like, yeah, that's me. Old guys love me. <laughs> old guys love when there's a 40-year-old ball buster who comes, comes into their private club and just starts razzing everybody. Yeah, it's cute. It is cute. They give me a, a sucker, and they say, and a Shirley Temple. <laughs> You walk in wearing a beanie. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? See you next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>